Welcome and thank you for joining the Kingdom Culture Podcast presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. Our show presents the truth of scripture and revelation knowledge of Jesus the King that challenges our listeners to seek and determine the truth of God for themselves. Now let's get into today's show. Hello everyone, this is Terrence with Kingdom Culture Podcast presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. And today I want to uh, I want to talk to you really um, straight from the heart. Um, in today's episode, um, I want to talk to you about this this journey that God has, you know, has me on in regards in relation to prayer. Um, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's quite interesting. Uh, to say the least, because, you know, I guess before I get into this, I, w- I want to say that, you know, my desire when I do these episodes is to try to get as much content out there as I possibly can. And again, I'm just I'm just talking to you here, um, you know, nothing formal or anything like that. Uh, I just want to just come straight from the heart uh, with uh, with this episode. But like I said, I, I want to try to get as much content out to you know my listeners as I possibly can um, and what I find is that some of the things that God brings to my attention um, requires some unlearning from whether they're past experiences or um, teachings that I've had in the past that you know although the intentions by the people were mainly um you know pure it's just that the information may have not been totally correct or may have been you know erroneous altogether and sometimes you know when we hear certain teachings um especially if they're over and over and over again um you know they they tend to stick with us and so when god brings something to my attention it's more so of an invitation as well as a challenge about what it is that I already believe and then try to to determine and come to the conclusion of what is the truth. And so a lot of that requires me to unlearn certain things that I've learned and then relearn according to the way that the Holy Spirit is guiding me um, in his method of teaching for whatever it is that he he needs me to know. And so with that being said, you know, a lot of times what I try to do, because I used to be, you know, I, I was a former teacher. And as a teacher, it's very difficult to teach someone else something that you really have no understanding of. You know, how can I teach someone, you know, in regards to my profession as a network engineer, how can I teach someone, you know, the the, the, the basic building blocks of networking if I don't understand it myself? You know, and a lot of that understanding also comes with um, experiential knowledge, you know, being able to share your own personal experiences about something with someone else so that they can then in turn grasp the concept uh, with the information that they've received, come to an understanding and then be able to apply it. So, like I said, when God, you know, begins to drop things on me, um, it takes some time for me to you know look at what it is that's being presented and then see if there is a challenge of is this something that i've heard before or 
does what I currently believe about what what I'm sensing conflict and if it does then I need to determine you know what is the truth and I need to kind of either unlearn and relearn um, and I, I need to do that because anything that I that I present um, on this show and on this podcast I want to make sure that it's one that it is you know the truth according to according to God not me and I don't want to ever lead anyone astray um, or or plant false ideas and concepts in people's minds because when you look you know when it comes to things such as scripture when it comes to spirituality you know specifically um, our connection back to God the Father through Jesus Christ you know the wrong thing can really lead someone astray and really mess up a person's life and I don't want to be responsible for that and so like I said it, I, I, I want to put as much content out there but sometimes it takes a while for me to actually um, you know share something that God is already is, is sharing with me because I have to go through a certain process and I have to go through a journey and once I get to a certain point then I kind of feel a release to say, okay, you know what? I can kind of start talking about this now because I'm seeing how, how, how it relates. I'm seeing the truth of it. I'm gaining the experience with it. And I now know and have a better understanding about it. Whereas if I were to try to share it previously without going through this process, um, I don't think it will come out as, uh, as I... And more specifically, as God, you know, will want will want it to come out. And so, um, you know, I try to I try to get as much stuff out there as possible. But you know, please bear with me. Um, you know, some some things are a process. And in in addition to that, uh, it's just been really busy. You know, uh, in spite, or I should say, despite of the you know the whole coronavirus pandemic that's going on right now and us social distancing and whatnot, um, you would think that things would kind of be a little slow, but for at least for me, uh, things seem to be a little bit busier, and that just could be simple because you know the things that we're going through, uh, or that we're not not necessarily going through, but that we're kind of dealing with in a good way um, here at home. You know, so my, my twins, you know, they turned one back in June. So, you know, they're they're <laughs> they're really mobile right now. Um, then my oldest son, my three year old, he just started school um, and whatnot. So, you know, that's been exciting. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with that along with some other things that we that we're trying to get done. So, you know, um, and then, of course, you know, working and working on different projects and things like that. Uh, some things is just kind of, you know, taking more time and I haven't been able to devote uh, the time to releasing episodes and new material and content uh, here lately. Um, and then the, the, the last part of it, or I should say, you know, another side of it has, you know, and this is just me being 100% uh, transparent, is that for a minute I just kind of lost all motivation for, you know, for, you know, recording any episodes. Um don't know why but I, I just kind of lost the motivation and there were things that I felt like I could talk about but I just never got to the point to where I was just like you know let me go ahead and just record it and you know get it out there and you know whatnot so uh now it's 
little after 10 o'clock um, here at, at night on the East Coast. And I, I just kind of felt a release that I, I need to I need to kind of talk about this this particular uh, topic. And, you know, I want it, to it's it's and it's in relation to prayer. You know, God has really been having me on this journey of of prayer. And I believe he was kind of beginning that when he talked to me about fellowship and I'll kind of talk about how that kind of relates and, and whatnot. But um, actually, I can probably go back further than that. He's probably really kind of started with that with me back in um, January uh, because me and a brother in the Lord of mine, um, or I should say a brother of mine in the Lord, uh, you know, we've been doing, um, you know, prayer together every Tuesday since January. And we did take a short hiatus and whatnot, um, but kind of, you know, picked back up on it. But, um, you know, I believe that was kind of like the start of it. God prepared me before we began and out of the blue, he just kind of, you know, reached out to me and just started, you know, he just asked, you know, hey, brother, can we do prayer on Tuesdays? I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, I need to get into prayer. And, you know, God had already prepared me and and whatnot. And so I was kind of expecting it, but not expecting it, if that makes any sense or if you know what I mean. So, you know, I, I feel like God has been having me on this journey to really rediscover um you know what prayer really is and um, i've been reading a book uh recently i haven't read it in a few days now but um i'm on chapter three but i've been reading a book from dr miles monroe um titled the thing is like the power and the purpose or the purpose and power of prayer and it's a really great book so far. The first two chapters that I read, you know, been really good. Um, you know, kind of spoke to some of the experiences and things that that um, that I've had in the past um, and whatnot. But uh, you know, for me, I feel like God is is wanting me to really understand what prayer is, and I think. For a lot of people, you know, whether whether they're, you know, saved or not, whether they're, you know, they're believers or not, disciples or not, if you were to ask someone, you know, what is prayer, you know, you'll probably get like, you know, various answers, you know, it may be, you know, uh, talking to, you know, a higher power, uh, you know, or asking God for something, um, you know, you, you, you name it, you know, you get all kind of different things. Um, but really, I think the main answer that, and this is, again, this is just my opinion and my assumption, um, is that most people will define prayer as, as us asking God for something. Um, and, and I think that's the main part, asking God for something or to do something for us. And so, you know, I, 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 I really believe that God wanted me to, you know, kind of go back to what it is that he made prayer available for. And some of the things I'll share with you are things that that I've uh, that I've picked up from reading Dr. Monroe, Monroe's book. But some um, some things will also be 
things that I that, that I've been sensing from the Holy Spirit and that, that God has been sharing with me in relation to prayer and kind of, you know, the, the whole process and whatnot that I'm currently in and that I'm still on because, I'm, like I said, I'm still on this journey of, of prayer and what it is that it's it's really for. And so, um, you know, I want to start first and foremost, um, I think, by saying that. You know, oftentimes when we think of prayer, we all we we think of it in terms of, you know, us talking to God, um, you know, making our requests known to him, uh, petitioning God to do something uh, and and and, you know, God answering us um, in order to intervene on our behalf and i think that's the part of it but um i don't think that's the main purpose or reason for prayer because a lot of times you know let's just be honest a lot of times and and, and i'm guilty of it as well we tend to use prayer as a personal uh benefit you know, we need something done that we can't do ourselves. So we ask God if he can step in and take care of this for us. And a lot of times our prayers are, are really self-serving or self-centered. Um, we may try to manipulate God and we wouldn't dare say that. But sometimes we do because we may want God to do something for us that's going to benefit us. But then we may say things like, you know, so that you, God, can get the glory or something like that. And I'm not going I'm not saying that all of us do it. Some people are really genuine in in saying that if, if that's what they say. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think that when, when when we pray that way, you know, a lot of those prayers are are for us. You know, as 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 the Apostle James says, so that we can consume it on our own desires and our own lusts. And so when um, when God has been taking me through this, uh, you know, this this rediscovery process, you know, one of the first things that I that I believe that I, I came across was when you look up the greek word for prayer in the new testament I'm, i don't remember what it is then you know you, you 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 get the definition of course obviously but when i was looking at it i was looking at all the different greek words for prayer and much to my surprise the word worship was also there and that really stuck out to me because it kind of told me that you can't have prayer without worship and you can't worship without praying so that was one thing that that really stuck out to me and I was trying to really determine okay how do they really fit together you know how you know how are they how do they go together hand in hand and whatnot 
but when you when you look up those words they're they're closely related um you know and 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 meaning um now the other thing is when you look at scripture and really if you look at the life of jesus you you'll kind of notice some things for instance when jesus would get up as often as he did when when he would get up you know way before dawn and he would go off to himself and pray or if he was with his disciples he would send them away and then he would go off to you know a place all by himself to go pray um, or even if he would take his disciples with him you know they wouldn't be praying in close proximity you know he would go a certain distance off and go and pray by himself um that for one before i continue kind of lets me know that that aspect of personal prayer is of utmost importance and i'll i'll kind of i may get into that a little bit if if i remember if the if the lord brings it back to my to my mind but getting back to the main point that i was um that i'm, that I'm going to make here is that when jesus prayed and he would finish praying and this is something that miles monroe also said jesus would do things in a matter of seconds that would take man hours days weeks months years to do think about that jesus all right here, here's an example that that i can remember one that i can remember because I, I i had looked at it not too long ago i believe it's in i think the recording is in actually it might be in both matthew and matthew mark and luke and it's the it's the healing of the demon possessed boy when when the disciples um the other nine disciples were trying to cast the demon out the boy, but they couldn't. Be, and Jesus told them because it was their lack of faith um, that they couldn't cast him out. And he was like, you know, but this how be it this kind come out by um, but by prayer. And in some manuscripts, transcripts add prayer and fasting, but I'm not going to get into that. But before that whole scenario, when Jesus and um, Peter, James, and John that he had took with him came down from the mountain. This was when he had went up to and, and was transfigured. You know, one of the um, accounts, and I believe it's in Luke, one of one of those accounts says that they went up to a mountain to go pray. Then he was transfigured before them. That's when the disciples, Peter, James, and John, saw uh, Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus, and he had you know appeared. You know, in, in the whitest of white and whatnot. But the thing is that they went up to pray. Once they were done praying and he had came down from the mountain. He proceeded to do what the other disciples who weren't up on the mountain with him. Um, and that is casting out the demon. Now I don't know how long they were up in the on the mountain or anything like that, but all I all I can ascertain from it is that is this: it was taking them a long time to try to cast this demon out. 
Jesus went up to the mountain, prayed, was transfigured, came back down from the mountain, had a little side conversation with the uh, with the boy's father, saw the crowd and whatnot, and then you know rebuked the demon, and the boy was healed and delivered and set free in a matter of seconds. And you'll find those type of situations and scenarios when scripture mentions Jesus coming or going out off by himself to go pray. He even he even prayed before he chose his disciples that will be that would later uh, be apostles. And that struck me because one of the things that Miles Monroe said, it was it was funny when he said it, but he said something like this. And I'm, and I'm kind of going to paraphrase because um, I, I don't want to butcher what he said, but he said something, something to the effect of Jesus got up well before dawn and he gave you know a, a, a generalized I, uh, a, a description of when the sun will probably rise over in you know Jerusalem or whatever and the time in which Jesus would get up and he kind of you know came up with a with a time frame of about four hours and he was saying something like Jesus would get up and spend four hours in prayer and prayer so that he can handle these those type of situations in a matter of seconds but he said that man would spend a brief period of time with God in prayer and spend four hours trying to trying to figure out a solution to a problem and that really struck me because it's true Jesus would spend so much time in prayer in order to accomplish God's will for people's lives that he will come across in a matter of seconds. And if you look at our own selves, if you even look at your own self in a personal way, how many times have we actually uh, uh, been faced with this with a problem that we needed a solution for? And we struggle with that thing, whether it be for hours, days, weeks, months, years or whatever, and we haven't really gotten anywhere with it. And so we just kind of gave up and said, well, you know, it must be God's will for for it to be this way. You know, and I've been I've, I've, I've again, I've been guilty of that. I've done it. So I understand. But if it, when, when we consider the prayer life of Jesus. And really what prayer is about. You know, we might start seeing better results of prayer if we spend a little bit more time in prayer so that we can handle and have solutions to life's problems a lot faster. Now, I, I kind of want to transition here with 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 some of the things that God has been, you know, that, that I've been kind of learning and, and going through this process in prayer. One, asking God for something is just a fraction of what prayer is about because we are encouraged and exhorted to ask God, to make a request known to God, to, you know, to to, to petition God. You know, Jesus talked about asking, seeking, and knocking. He talked about um, um, being persistent 
and prayer and 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 men that we always ought to pray and, and not faint and paul talks about you know pray without ceasing you know those kind of things and all of those things are true and uh, and and a lot of that or i should say a portion of that you know involves us asking god even the model that jesus gave uh the disciples in matthew chapter six about prayer you know he he, he tells us you know you know as God, you know, he didn't necessarily say ask, but he said, you know, we're asking God to give us this day our daily bread, you know, and we're asking God to forgive us our debts as we forgive others. You know, we're asking God for these things, you know, and, and, um, you know, so asking is a part of prayer, but it's not the primary goal or concept of prayer. And let me say this kind of going back to to the previous point about you know jesus going off and praying don't you think it's kind of interesting that out of everything his disciples saw in the earthly ministry of jesus that they did not ask him how to heal the sick how to open up the eyes of the blind how to raise the dead, how to cast out demons, how to heal leprosy. They never asked him how to do that. They looked at how he prayed and noticed, hmm, it's interesting. Every time this man goes off and prays, he comes back with this power and this authority to do these miracles or to teach with such authority or to respond to 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 to, to the uh, criticism and 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 in the disrespect basically of the pharisees sadducees and the scribes maybe we need to ask him how to do that instead how to pray and so what exactly then is prayer we're really from a biblical perspective prayer is communicating with God prayer is fellowship it's communion it's oneness with God the other side of it is that prayer is us giving God license. And this is a definition from Miles Monroe. It's us giving God license to intervene or to execute his plans, purposes, intents, desires on the earth. When we pray, we are, we are giving God license because God gave man authority over the earth and God will never overstep what it is that he has established because his word is law. And even though he is above all and there is no one else above him, he still will not overstep what it is that he said 
So if God is limited, he's only he's only limited by what he said. So if he gave authority to man on the earth, he cannot overstep that and just do. I want to be careful here, but I'm just going to say it and just do whatever it is that he wants. Now, granted, let me say this. God will still get things done with or without us but he wants and needs our cooperation with him so let me let me kind of break this down a little bit when, when, when i talk about this god gave when, when god created man he created us first a spirit and then he gave us a body uh, for our spirits to, to live in so that we can function on this earth. Any spirit without a body is an illegal uh, entity on the earth. So, if God wants to do something on the earth, he needs a man or a woman in order to accomplish that. So, he, he designed prayer as a means for that. So, when we look at prayer, we find prayer as early as the book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden. Because it was there where God established that relationship with man. So whenever Adam and Eve spoke to God and God spoke to them, it was prayer. They had oneness there. They had intimacy there. There was closeness there. There was fellowship there. There was communion. It was, it was, it was relational. There was relationship there. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is really the, the, the primary idea, goal, or concept of prayer is really establishing and developing relationship with God, our creator. It was one of the things that he came to, uh, to, to, to redeem us uh, to and to reconcile us back to. It was so that we can have that fellowship with him and we have that fellowship with him through his spirit uh, with prayer. And so for me, as I'm, as I'm going through this whole discovery and unlearning what prayer is, because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, I, had a, I always had a hard time praying because I never really understood why I really needed to pray, you know, and as I read uh, Dr. Monroe's book, you know, he had posed some questions and questions that I even, you know, thought to myself, such as, well, if God is sovereign and he's going to do whatever he's going to do anyway, you know, it's like, why even bother to pray? If God knows everything, if he already knows, you know, what it is that I need or if he already knows what's on my mind, then why pray? Like, what is the purpose of it? You know, am I just wasting my time? You know, or am I just carrying on with some kind of religious uh, ritual? that I'm supposed to do because God expects me to do it or he just wants me to do it, you know, and whatnot. And I didn't really give much, you know, much, uh, much place, you know, to what prayer, you know, what, what it is. And so I would just, I would struggle with prayer. You know, I, I would pray if I thought it was necessary, but my prayers were just kind of just like, you know, generic um, you know, maybe even traditional and, and, and religious, you know, but now since God is kind of, you know, since he's opening me up to, 
to what prayer is, I now have a better understanding of it and the purpose behind it. And that purpose is really how we establish that relationship with God, you know. And so when you look at it, it's just like really, you know, it's, it's just like uh, human to human relationships. You know, when when you have a, a friend or let's just say it's someone that you just met and they're a real interesting person, you know, um, whether it's, you know, male to male, female to female, male to female. You know, if, if they're a real someone that you really are interested in on a friendship type level or even a, an intimate level, you know, you you want to spend some time talking to that person getting to know that person. You know, you want them to hear what you have to say and you also want to hear what they have to say, you know. And so communication is always two way uh, in my field of, of networking. You know, there's different types of, of transmission. Um, you know, you have uh, you have simplex, which is simply a one way communication. Simplex simply means that one one side sends. The other side receives, but the other side never sends back. Only one side um, is talking, and a lot of our prayers are like that. You know, we spend we spend however much time we're going to spend in prayer. We do all the talking, but we never do any listening. And then we get up and we go, and we never hear, really hear what God has to say if He wants to say anything at all during that time. You know, but then the other type of transmission is is something that's called half duplex. It means that both sides can send and receive. However, only one side can can send while the other side is receiving. They can't send and receive at the same time. So the transmitting side transmits, the receiving side the receiving side receives. When the when the transmitting side is done transmitting, then that gives way for the receiving side to begin transmitting if they have any data or any traffic to transmit. And then the other side can begin receiving. That's what you call half duplex. And then the last type of transmission is a full duplex, in which that means both sides can send and receive simultaneously. So it's like two people talking at the same time. And we understand that that kind of communication you know, doesn't work at all. So in, the, in, in, you know, in relation to prayer... You know, prayer has to be a a half duplex uh, transmission or communication type where we can talk to God. He'll listen. And then we allow him opportunity to speak back to us and we listen. And that's how prayer is developed. That's how a prayer life is developed. That's how a relationship is developed. You know, God says, be be quick to hear. Uh, hold on. Let me get the scripture right first and foremost. Uh, be be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to wrath, or something like that. In other words, don't be so quick to talk, but be quick to listen and to hear. And also be slow to get angry. So, in just discovering, again, what, 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 is, what is prayer? I've learned, and I'm learning, that prayer is really first and foremost cultivating that personal intimate relationship with god getting to know him 
based off of what it is that he has done for us and what he's currently doing for us in our lives. Growing in intimacy with him. Maturing spiritually with him. Giving him space to do whatever it is that he wants to do in our lives. Giving him license to work in us and through us. So that as Jesus gave us the model for letting God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Letting God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because believe it or not, God is more, he's probably more interested in doing things through us than doing things in us. Because if he can do things through us, then what he basically allows to be uh, transmitted through us with us being the medium is going to end up touching the lives of other people. And God is about solutions. He wants solutions in our lives and he has answers to our problems. He has the solutions. But the question is, are we going to spend the necessary time in prayer to find that out? Are we going to spend the, the necessary and the required time in prayer to cultivate and to develop and grow in that relationship with him? That's the question. So, you know, when we when we when we think about prayer and when you think about prayer, you know, after listening to this, I, I really want you to determine for yourself, you know, am I am I praying the way that God wants me to pray? Am I, is, are, are my intentions in prayer, um, are they pleasing to God? And what, I'm, and what I mean by that simply is, is this how God would want me to pray? Yeah, I can ask God for things. Um, I can, I, and, and I may even need God to do some things. But can I set that aside to say, God... All I want in this moment is you. All I want in this moment is for you to do whatever it is that you need to do in my life. Or whatever it is that you need to say to, 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 to share it with me. And then us being willing to do whatever it is that God you know, may speak to us. And this is why hearing his voice is so critical and so important because we can go to God in prayer. We may spend a lot of time in prayer, but at the same time, if you don't, if you haven't recognized his voice, then you're going to be, you know, you're going to probably get up with a lot of uh, doubt, maybe confusion or uncertainty, perhaps, about what it is that God may want you to do. And so, um, and that, and, and actually, uh, I'm going to, I am going to release an episode regarding, um, you know, hearing, you know, God's voice, because I, I personally, I don't believe, I, I believe that there could be pop, you know, practical steps that God may have revealed for how we can hear and, and recognize his voice better. But there was something that, um, that the spirit of God had drew my attention to. Um, in John chapter 10 uh, regarding that and I don't I'm not a big fan so much anymore as to the how to's when it comes to hearing God's voice you know because there's there's a lot of content videos blogs you know articles 
internet information about you know how to hear God's voice how to hear God's voice more clearly you know things like that um, but I believe that 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 God for a reason doesn't doesn't teach necessarily how to hear his voice because I believe he expects us to just be able to hear his voice but I'm, I'm not going to get too much into that the, the, the thing is that we just need to recognize his voice when we go into prayer so that when we come out of prayer we know that God has spoken to us so um you know I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think I, I don't think there's much of anything else in you know with this um but I, I do want to share it because I think there's there's some confusion out there about what prayer is and, and how we are how we are to use prayer um you know and what it means for our relationship with god um you know pertaining to it and all i want is i believe to be the same thing that god wants he wants us to spend time with him and in spending that time with him it involves prayer but it involves us really having a good time with god in prayer that's the fellowship part. That's the communion part. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be uh, mundane, um, ritualistic, or anything like that. You know, I believe that he he wants us to enjoy him, and he wants to enjoy us. And I believe we can go to God and talk to him about anything. Um, it doesn't always necessarily have to be. A serious matter I believe we can go to God and just really talk to him about our day things you know even funny things that has happened throughout our day because I believe that God can bring revelation to us regarding even funny things you know but it's just about getting back to what it is that God originally provided to us in the garden and I think that God has a personal garden for each of us um, in our prayer lives. And, you know, God is faithful. God is faithful. And before I close up this, um, this episode here, I kind of want to share something with you because I talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, how God kind of like started prepping me for, for prayer and whatnot. And, um, you know, when me and my friend of mine started doing prayer, we started off doing prophetic prayer because, again, I believe that God needed him to learn how to hear his voice and for him to know that God is more than willing to speak to him and, God, and that God wants to speak to him. You know, so we started off doing that. And then, like I said, we took a little hiatus and whatnot. Um, because I kind of felt that the spirit of God was moving us and was getting ready to move us in a different direction. And I felt that, you know, my friend was a little distracted by other things that were going on and whatnot. So we took a little break. Um, and then I told him, I said, you know, well, whenever you're ready, just, you know, just let me know. And so during that time, I, you know, began asking God, you know, whenever, we start this back up again what what is the direction that we need to go in you know what is it that you want to do 
and I began to sense uh, sometime later that God wanted us to go in the direction of developing our own personal prayer life. Um, and that, he, you know, is, and, and here, here's kind of like what I got from it is that it's, it's good to have corporate prayer, to come together with others and pray and whatnot. Um, but most of, most of the time, we're not going to be together like that. And especially in the time that we're living in right now within this pandemic and we're socially distancing ourselves and whatnot. Um, you know, you can still do it over the phone or through Zoom meetings or whatever you want to do, WebEx, whatever. Um, but even with that, we're still not spending the majority of our day um, with others that we will pray with. And I sense that God was saying that, you know, we in our own personal time, in our secret place, when we go to God for ourselves in prayer for whatever it is that we need to be praying about or whatever, you know, whatever it is that we're we're going to God about, it's those moments, it's those times that we need to develop that personal prayer life. And so, you know, that's kind of like what we've been, you know, kind of doing and whatnot. And we kind of just started picking it back up again um, about like a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, God, I, I, the, the one Tuesday, I wasn't really sure, you know, how, how you know, we were going to do this. And... um you know, God began to talk to me about um, a, a situation, and I, I want to be careful here because I don't like really putting people's business out there without their permission. So, I'm going to share this. I'm not going to, you know, mention any names or anything like that. But um, there's this um, there's this young girl. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't remember how old she is. Um, but she is, I'll, I'll say this. She is a part of the family. She's not blood related. Um, but basically, um, part of the family by, you know, through marriage. And she's been dealing, I believe now for maybe the past, maybe at least two years with a, a very rare, but extremely aggressive uh brain tumor and she's had already like three surgeries um you know have had setbacks she's um i think she's cold blued twice uh during one of the surgeries might have been like the second or the third surgery or something like that uh you know she's lost i think at one point she lost sight in one of her eyes or whatever and this tumor has really just been you know, a, a, a thorn in her side to say the least. And she, um, she was having a fourth surgery, um, just want to say, I think it was like last week. I want to say either last week or the week before last. And, um, you know, she was, she was kind of getting to the point to where, I think she was just so overwhelmed by it. You know, she kept telling her mom that she didn't want to die. 
you know, that she, you know, she just kept saying that she loves her, she loves her, she loves her, and, you know, I think she was kind of, kind of feeling like, you know, if she has this for a surgery, that this was going to be it, and of course, you know, the mom has to be strong for her and things like that, but um, I think the mom was also kind of concerned, you know, in, in, in relation to the same thing and whatnot, and so, the Tuesday, the 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 fourth surgery was scheduled for a Thursday. Our prayer uh, was was set for that Tuesday, for the Tuesday prior, or the Tuesday of that same week. And I felt God say that to go to Matthew chapter thir- or chapter eighteen, and I believe verse nineteen says, "If two, if any two." touch and agree as as to anything on the earth then it will be done by his father in heaven and that's the scripture that God took me to and so you know that night I kind of I kind of got a game plan and whatnot and I and I told uh, my friend I said okay wh- this is what we're going to do I said you know before we get into any type of prayers or anything like that because we also did a prophetic part of the prayer um where we would you know talk about what you know what is god what has god already said to us and then what is god saying to us as to how we need to de- further develop our personal prayer life before we got to any of that i told him i said this is what we're going to do and i took him to the scripture i said this is what god says he said that if any two touch and agree for anything that they ask on the earth, it will be done by uh, by his father in heaven. That word ask, I don't remember the Greek word for it, but when we're asking God to do something, we're talking to God, we're making a petition or a request to God, it's prayer. So I so I, I sense that God was telling us, I want you to, when you pray tonight, when you do your prayer time tonight, I want you to ask me to do something for this this young girl. Now this girl, uh, like I said, I don't remember how old she is. She I think she's if she's a teenager, she might be like 13, 14 at most. Um, but if she's not a teen- teenager, she's definitely preteen, obviously. So, what we did was, I took him to the scripture, I explained it, I talked about it for a little bit, and I asked him, I said, this is what I want God to do. And I said, I want God, and we're asking God to either allow the surgeon to get and I have and when I said to get I kind of paused because I was trying to determine how much of this tumor are we going to ask God for according to our faith okay according to our faith do I have the faith for this is 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 what I was was what I was searching myself for and I was I was going to say 80 to 90% and I kept I for some reason I kept saying I kept sensing 80 to 90%. But I said, no, I'm going to go above and beyond that. 
because I believe that God could do anything. And I was like, we're going to ask God. I'm believing God for 100 percent that either he would allow this surgeon to get 100 percent of this tumor out of this girl's brain so that she could live or that God himself would remove this tumor from this girl's brain. I'm asking for 100 percent. Now, again, in my mind, or not in my mind, but in my spirit, I was still, I was sensing 80 to 90, but I wasn't sure if that was God or not. And I didn't want to say 80 or 90% and, and demonstrate what may possibly be considered a, a lack of faith. So I asked God for 100%, and I, and I told my friend, we're going to ask God for 100%. And I said, if you can believe God for that, I need you to agree with me on this and we'll pray and i asked him i said do you believe god for this if you don't believe god for this or if you're struggling with believing god for this i don't want you to, to agree with me and he said no brother i agree i said okay we prayed and i said and once I got done, once we got done praying in regards to that situation, we didn't do any kind of long prayer or anything like that. I just basically told God, I said, God, this is what you said. This is in the scripture. We're asking you according to, to the scripture of what King Jesus said, which is now law. We're asking you to, to perform, fulfill your word. And I said, and once I got done, I said, brother, we're going to leave it at that. We're not going to say anything else. We're not going to think about it anymore. We're going to allow God to do whatever it is that, you know, he has will to do. So fast forward. Did I think about, you know, the girl in the surgery and things like that? I, I did. Did I feel there were times in which I wanted to pray to God about it? Yes. Did I? I had to remind myself not to. I said, I'm not going to pick that up again. I'm not going to touch it. I prayed. And it's in God's hands right now. So come Thursday, again, I keep I, I, when I, I keep going back to this 80 to 90 percent thing because I believe that's what God was trying to was was trying to tell me why. Why 80 to 90 percent? I don't know. Come Thursday, you know, the, the surgery was scheduled for at least like minimum 12 hours or something like that. Later on that night. My wife, um, you know, shares an update from the child's mother and they showed the uh, MRI scans of her brain uh, with the tumor. And I mean, when I said this thing was huge, it was huge and it took it took up a lot of space, you know, on her brain. So they showed that MRI scan. And then they showed the other scan with the tumor removed. And although I didn't get the official numbers or anything like that as far as how much of it was removed, if I had to guess, it looked like it was about 80, 85, maybe even 90% of it being removed. They, the surgeon himself said that where the rest of the tumor was lodged it was actually connected to her brain stem and he didn't want to risk going in and trying to take that out because he didn't want to you know he didn't want to 
risk possible you know permanent damage so he said he got as much of it as he could out without you know risking her life or any permanent damage but it looked like and and i i think it's honestly i think it's more around the 90 percent um mark of how much of that tumor that they got out now as far as an update the last update that i got from her is that she's at a, like a rehabilitation hospital right now um it, it it's it's again in the past has been a very aggressive tumor meaning that it's it's just it, it, it grows rather quickly so i don't have any further update on it right now but i, I shared that to say that god is showing me just how effective prayer when it's done right how effective it is and how powerful it is god has a will he has purposes he has plans he has intentions he has desires he has influences that that are in heaven that he needs and he wants to get down to the earth the problem is that we haven't given we really haven't given him license to do what it is that he wants to do we try to give him license for the things that we want him to do for us on a personal level the majority of the time but there's so much more so much greater that god intends to do but we have to do prayer right and we have to rediscover what prayer is so i want to encourage anyone who listens to this um who has listened to the entire episode um pick up a copy of that book from dr miles monroe you know the power and purpose or the purpose and power of prayer it is a really good book from at least according to what i've read so far he also has some youtube uh videos uh with the same titles um i think one of them is also called rediscovering um the prayer life of jesus or something like that uh very good messages he really breaks that thing down um but perhaps later on at a later time uh, I can share some more about this uh, topic as God reveals more to me. Um, but like I said, just to kind of sum things up here, um, you know, you can't have prayer without worship and you can't worship without prayer. They go hand in hand and go together. You know, prayer is definitely uh, about us communing, fellowshipping, uh, relating, uh, building and developing closeness, oneness, intimacy with God. Um, and us giving God license to do what it is that he needs and wants to do in the earth uh, because he gave man authority over the earth he said the heavens belong to the Lord but the earth he gave to man that's in the Psalms and so in the beginning when he created us he gave us he gave us authority he gave us dominion over the earth not over people but over earth and everything created and the earth prior to him creating man um man in in bodily form so we really need to rediscover prayer um you know and, and use it for what it's really intended for 
And when we do it that way, we'll begin to see results. Um, if you ever wonder why are you know why do your prayers feel like they just hit the ceiling and, and come right back down to the floor and they never make it up to the throne room of God, or if you feel like you know God just isn't answering or hearing your prayers, um, you know some of some of the things could be you know that maybe you just haven't used prayer the way that is that is you know intended to be used. Um, but I pray that with this uh, you know with this episode and and what I'm sharing here that it would at least cause you to reconsider, you know, how you're praying and what it is, um, you know, that you're praying about and why you pray. And we want our why we pray to be because we're trying to get close to God. The closer we get to God, the better we hear his voice. When we hear his voice, we know his will. And when we know his will, we can then position ourselves to better um, be able to help you know, carry that out and partner with God, not as 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 servants and slaves, but as fellow citizens uh, and 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 fellow sons and daughters of a king who loves us, who cares for us, who wants nothing but the best for us, who wants to bring the, the realities and the treasures of heaven to the earth so that earth can then be transformed to look like and function like heaven. So. I think I want to I want to thank you for for joining and for listening uh, to this episode. I I do hope and I pray that this has resonated within you. I pray that you know you've you've learned or gotten something out of it. And I also challenge you to investigate this topic for yourself and come to your own conclusion of the truth of this, um, because that's all I I, I want to do here. Is I just want to present you know scriptural truth and and the truth of what god has revealed is revealing you know to me because my desire is to help other people and and not um see people fall under the trap and the box of religion and tradition um because they blind you from seeing who god really is and from receiving all that god uh has for you so with that said, God bless you. I love you. I thank you. And until next time, this is Terrence with the Kingdom Culture Podcast, presented by Kingdom Truth and Power. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Culture Podcast. We truly hope and pray that you have enjoyed today's show and that it has inspired you to seek the truth and kingdom of God. It is also our prayer that you find comfort and solutions to life situations. Until next time, may God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven.